G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, in the lead up to Christmas, it won't be long and we'll be calling it a day on 2020 for this year, the end of this week, in fact. So this will be our last update on Israel and the Middle East with Ron Ross and a special welcome back for 2020 to you, Ron. Thanks, Bill. It run a significant time because over this past week has been a celebration in Israel known as Hanukkah. And amidst all of the controversies that have been going on, the good, the bad and the ugly, let's talk about this Hanukkah celebration. What is Hanukkah all about? Well, I, 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 in our family, we uh, share Hanukkah with our grandchildren. And uh, on top of Christmas, it's a great delight as we go through the Bible and look at the various aspects that are centred around the celebrations of Hanukkah. This year, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy celebration because of President Trump, and it's begun on Tuesday, December 12th, and goes through till tomorrow, December 20. It's called the Festival of Lights, and over the eight-day celebration... Uh, they have the lighting of the candelabra, one candle each night for eight nights. And uh, uh, for those who enjoy the uh, physical side of celebration, there's lots of fried food. Uh, I remember when we lived in uh, Jerusalem, potato pancakes known as latkes, fried of course, strawberry jam-filled donuts covered in powdered sugar, fried apple fritters, cheese-filled donuts fried in oil and dipped in honey. Uh, although Hanukkah is joyously celebrated, it's not mentioned in the Bible. Hanukkah is linked to the story of the Maccabees, heroes of Israel, who liberated their homeland from Antiochus, the king of Syria. His forces tried to impose the Hellenistic culture on the Jewish people. The campaign was intensified in 167 BCE when Antiochus captured Jerusalem, plundering the temple and uh, taking their treasures, and he sacrificed a pig to Jupiter on the temple altar. The Maccabees, led by the five sons of the priest Mattathias, resisted. They conducted a successful three-year program that led to the cleansing and rededication of the temple. Because of the constraints enforced on the Jews, they were unable to celebrate the festival of Sukkot. That was significant and painfully missed. Every year, Sukkot is a time of great joy, and my wife and I experienced that joy often in Jerusalem. When the temple was restored to the Jewish people, they returned to the days of joy with Hanukkah, and like Sukkot, it continued for eight days. The first Jewish historian, Josephus, preferred the name Festival of Lights. The Jewish Talmud provides itemized details, especially with instructions for the lighting of the candles day by day. 
So, Ron, just clarifying, it's not a Christian festival and not something that necessarily Christians feel an obligation to be a part of because it dates back to, as you say, that intertestamental period. So it is a Jewish festival, a Hebrew festival, but there is a miracle that they celebrate that happened in that time, uh, what is called the miracle of Hanukkah, and it's associated with oil. How does that all work? The story is told of oil in what is now known as the miracle. To rededicate the temple, the Jews needed oil to light the menorah. They found enough to keep the light burning for just one night. Famously, their supply lasted eight days when they were able to make more oil to keep the eternal flame aglow. There's a clear connection between the Hanukkah story and events of today. Our Christian beliefs are under attack. Powers that be have destroyed our Sabbath. No longer is the seventh day set aside as it once was. Immorality throughout the world is expressed openly. Debauchery is rife. Idolatry for many gods is rampant. We have the arrogance and ambition of Antiochus in many destructive 21st century forms. Jesus arrived into that scene. He came to Israel when enemies longed to gain control and religiously dysfunctioned by rampant authoritarianism. It comes as no surprise Jesus described himself as the light of the world, and he did it often. Picture Jesus in an abused temple, miraculously bringing light and restoration where the enemy had previously plundered. The Bible describes Jesus in Jerusalem during the Feast of Dedication, another name for Hanukkah. That's in John chapter 10, verses 22 to 30. The story described Jesus walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. The people surrounded him. The verb actually described the crowd encircling Jesus just like a mob. Religious leaders were in the group and they approached him aggressively. If you are the Christ, tell us plainly, they said. Jesus spoke to them about the miracles they had seen. The deeds that I do in the name of my Father, these testify about me, he said. Jesus had performed many miracles. It was open knowledge, but rather than recognizing his true identity, their religious position was threatened and they feared him, when indeed worship was the more appropriate response. So, Ron, would the time of Jesus, would they have been uh, recognizing this festival of lights even then when Jesus was walking in the temple? Is that the way there is some connection there, a, a direct link for Christians to the temple and those celebrations and those worship times? Yeah, he was actually there participating in Hanukkah. Uh, he was part of the celebration. Uh, and uh, then came the temple. The invasion by wicked forces remind all of us we have been anointed to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. How many unsanctified attacks have we experienced? Do we embrace the spirit of the Maccabees and fight with faith and passion against all manner of intrusion? As his temple, we are each set aside in this world to glorify God, and Jesus makes that possible. The oil provided for the temple lamps is an amazing story, a miracle. When we pause to consider the ancient Hebrews produced their oil, it becomes a valuable lesson. Oil was produced most frequently from the olive berry. It was shaken and pressed. The berry was bruised in a mortar, crushed in an olive press, 
ground in a mill or trodden underfoot. It is described as beaten oil in Exodus chapter 27, verse 20, and Exodus chapter 29, verse 40. The oil used for lamps was specifically said to be beaten, Matthew chapter 25, verse 3. His light was costly. Our love of Jesus is meant to glow. He said, you are the light of the world, Matthew 5, 14. The joy and radiance is echoed by our relationship with Jesus. And as I meditate on Hanukkah, and I think about it with my grandchildren, I think of a song by a friend of ours from way back, Debbie Boone, who sang, You Light Up My Life. It was released in 1977, but it's as real today as it was then. So when we think about the manger this year, praise for him for the battle he not only engaged, but the victory is already won, and the lamp he lights in every life of every follower, even today. And Ron, before I let you go, there is, for some people, uh, some way that they uh, endeavour to celebrate Hanukkah, uh, but at the expense of Christmas. I imagine that would be a, a mistake. And I know for some people, they adopt this whole terminology, Happy Hanukkah, where, where they would ordinarily in Australia say Merry Christmas. It wouldn't necessarily be a right thing, would it, to uh, to separate uh, a celebration like Hanukkah and make it more important than Christmas? No, I wouldn't uh, recommend that to anybody. I, I think we celebrate Jesus every day, and any excuse to celebrate him that comes along. It's interesting that Jesus did celebrate Hanukkah. The Lord Jesus observed the celebration of Hanukkah in the temple during the winter of A.D. 29, and that's found in John 10, verses 22 to 39. Just prior to this account in John 10, the Apostle John gives two illustrations of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. That's in John 10, 1 to 5 and 10, 7 to 10, and records Jesus' interpretation of those parables in 10, 11 to 18. A Jewish observer would immediately pick up the messianic connotation between the Davidic Messiah and would-be shepherd in Ezekiel 34. As Jesus walked through Solomon's porch on the east side of the temple enclosure, some Jews approached him and asked him point blank, Are you the Messiah? That was in John 10:24. Jesus had to be careful how he answered that question. During the festival, throngs of Jews caught up in the nationalistic fervor were visiting Jerusalem. The word Messiah might spark off riots because of its heavy nationalistic and political overtones. If Jesus had answered the question yes, the Roman authorities would have arrested him on the spot. Jesus does, however, answer the question in the affirmative, but not directly. When he answered, he is careful not to use the contemporary term. He said, I and my father are one, John 10.30. That statement had heavy religious overtones for the festival of Hanukkah, but it also has a great impact for those of us who celebrate Christmas in the joy of our relationship with him. Well, Ron, you have shed some wonderful light on the scriptures, on Jesus, and uh, the connection to Hanukkah. And, of course, uh, with Christmas coming up, it's a time for us to look to celebrate the incarnation uh, within the next week. And, of course, uh, good to be able to reflect now that Hanukkah has been on for this past week. It finishes tomorrow. Ron Ross, great to get your insights 
Thank you so much for a fabulous year of uh, your updates on breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East as those things have been happening each week. Thanks for your dedication. Thanks for your commitment, uh, your faithfulness. It's just wonderful. And I look forward to getting together in the new year and uh, doing it all again. Let me just add, uh, Neil, Jesus declared that he was the fulfillment of Hanukkah by saying the Father sanctified the Son of God and sent him into the world. The Father was in him, and he in the Father. And the Greek word sanctified, if they were translated into Hebrew, would be called dedication or Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, Neil, and a very happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to you, Ron Ross, and a happy Christmas too. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.